Thanks for joining us. Jared, we've gone to a little film that, um, I know I haven't seen in a long, long time, and it's a tribute to one Treat Williams, who's unfortunately recently passed, and it's 1988's Dead Heat. Now, I wanted to put it out there initially because I didn't want it to feel a little bit sort of, how did you put it, a little bit in bad taste because of the plot of this film and what happens to Treat Williams in this film. Yeah. And the fact that he has recently died. Mm. The reason why we're covering this film is, A, Treat, obviously we're fans of Treat, big fans of Treat, and um, due to his unfortunate passing, we thought we'd cover a film that he was in um, as, a, as the main star. Mm-hmm. We had previously covered Deep Rising, yes. which would have probably been the one that we went for, because yep. Treat didn't really hang around in the horror action genre a lot. No. He's very much a drama guy, you know, he was that type of thing. Yeah. So this one fits the bill as a bit of action, a bit of horror. Yeah, it was kind of, it was either this or it was the substitute 2, 3 and 4 triple pack. Where can you get those? Are they on Tubi? Because, no, fuck, I would I run was, that through because... I'm didn't he take over from Tom Berger? Tommy Berger in the first one and then treat for 2, 3 and 4. So, yes, so I'm currently accessing them at the moment. <laughs> and start, start, start to work my way through them. Jesus Christ. Again, just recalling the, the man. Himself. The man, yes, the man. And so, you know, we don't... It seems in a little bit of bad taste because of what occurs, but we actually picked this film because it's probably one of the rare ones he did cover in that in the genres yeah. that we're fans. And of. at the end of the day, it's a pretty good, pretty yeah, good performance pretty from good the guy, and shows guy. kind of what why we liked him. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very capable guy, mm-hmm. uh, and and a really good character guy. You know, like you, you could put him in there. You know, I put him up there with you know some of those character actors like your Bacon's and your and your. You know, your William Forsyths and these sorts of guys that pop up all the time mm. and are really good in everything they're in. Yeah. And he and was the sort of guy, fit. as soon as you saw he was in the cast, you'd be thinking... Yeah, you were pretty happy. Awesome. You're happy with that. So it's, it's pretty sad, unfortunately, that he died. He, well, he was only 71. So this is our tribute to Treat. 1988's Dead Heat. But let's get into what we've been watching, Jared. Uh, I watched all three Indiana Jones pictures mm-hmm. in, prepping. in pre- prepping for Dial of Destiny. Have you yet to get to fucking Crystal Skull? And I am dreading Crystal You're just Skull. Dancing around it, aren't you? I am dreading Crystal Skull. Yeah. Raiders of Lost Ark, absolute classic. Although my wife had the gall to tell me this one's boring. I was like, Are you fucking on something? <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I prefer Temple of Doom. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Temple of Doom's exciting. And look, re-watch a Temple of Doom, I was always low on Temple of Doom. I didn't like it as much. Yeah. And my daughter made a big, a pretty decent call. She said she loved Raiders of the Lost Ark because mm. Marion was such a tough character. Yeah. And then Willie's just a Willie's whining co- pain. the complete opposite. Yeah, and so she didn't like always, Temple of Doom. Yeah, that's one of the, one of the criticisms that's been levelled at it. But I was, I mean... The but the set pieces was, in Temple are fantastic, though. Yeah. And, look, i got a soft spot for Temple of Doom because that was the one that was kind of stuck with me from being a kid. But growing up, you get the, you get the clear picture that Raiders of the Lost Ark is Superior. much better. Even, uh, even will, God, obviously, will, Last Crusade is yeah, better. I will put a, I'll, I'll throw Last Crusaders right up there. Yeah. That's um, not to say I don't love Temple of Doom. I think Temple of Doom is still pretty awesome. But, yeah, the other two are better. But 
better movie. Where Last Crusade falls down is also in the female lead. Mm. Like the she's uh, instantly forgettable. That one in the th- and it's partially because obviously you put the, t- the father son dynamic together, which yeah. is fucking awesome. Yeah, like those two together are absolutely golden. Yes. <laughs> it's just I, I don't know how many times I had to laugh at Sean Connery's fucking buffoonery as he looks around when they're doing that when they're stuck on the um, fireplace that keeps going mm. and the place is on fire they turn around and they come out sort of in the Nazi bunker yeah. and then he accidentally presses it again and he turns around <laughs> and Connery's response is our predicament has not gotten any better <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I di- I really dig on that one. Yeah, I am fucking just I cannot tell you how badly I don't really want to watch Crystal Skull. Yeah, I've seen it once and I did not like it at all. Not um not hearing great things about the Dial of Destiny either. No, neither am I. Sort of middling so. and and I think that's unfortunate. Yeah, it does look like it will hit us with a couple of the classic kind of you know the, the chases and whatnot. So we might get a bit bit of mileage out of that. I think the other thing about it is it kind of it, it it looks like they'll probably um, finish things up in a in an appropriate manner. Well, it's time to to move on. Time to reboot. Yeah, reboot. Time to you know you don't have to do it straight away. I would like them to maybe revisit the young Indiana Jones. Stuff. Yeah. I'm still hanging for that to turn up and on, on Disney. Disney yeah, I'm, I'm fucking no, no biscuits there. there. I would, <laughs> I would, I would actually be happy to see them recast and go go young. Yeah, well, you need to. Um, <laughs> even if um, even if you went early twenties or something, yeah. indie. Yeah. Um. So not quite the River Phoenix one you got at the start of Last Crusade. Yeah. But just a little bit older. Yes. I just, I'd like to see that. Yeah. Um, because I feel like you'd have a lot, lot more legs with it. You'd have plenty of legs with it. Yeah. The thing about it. To me, the indie one is, you know, everyone has their attachments to the character and I completely understand that, you know, indie will always be Harrison Ford in some capacity, but I can't think of another character that is more perfect to cast because these movies are just like the old... They're like the old fucking Hardy Boys and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. You put that character in a mystery or yeah, a, yeah. an adventure. Or an adventure. That's, that's what it's for, so recast... Punch and punch some more out. Punch some more out. That's the way to go. Yeah. I mean, we've we've had no problems with Star Wars and all that. No. Not recasting, but well, moving on. <laughs> a few problems. We've had problems, but what I mean is we've moving. We're moving forward. Yeah. Past those old characters. And no matter what people say about Disney and Star Wars, there's been some genuinely good shit to come out of that. Oh fuck yeah. So, yeah. I watched Confess Fletch. Mm-hmm. Not great. Probably because it didn't quite like. The first Fletch, watching the first Fletch again, it kind of balanced the humour with a little bit of action. Yeah. Even though Fletch wasn't a man of action, there was you know, a couple of car chases and things like that in there. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one just was fairly kind of innocuous in that regard. Yeah. It didn't yeah. didn't do much. It, it was kind of like one of those movies where it's, it's on for 90 minutes, but it's hardly getting the pulse racing. But I will say this. I think John Hamm is a really good choice. Mm-hmm. Because he's got that kind of deadpan delivery yeah, and stuff yeah. like that that I think works well. No, any decent. No, no, he's not quite decent level. Frank Dribbin, fucking here we come. Frank decent. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we talked about this. I cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got that right way about him, and I could see them making a couple more films where I feel like he'd be more. He'd be loosened up. Yeah. Okay. But overall, not great. No. And, and, the, and the central mystery wasn't great. Either. I don't see. 
I don't see them rushing to make a sequel because nah. I don't think it was a raging hit. So. No, well, well, didn't they? I don't think it went to cinemas, did it? No. It was a streaming service one, so... And it wouldn't have been one that blew up, blew the place up. No. <laughs> Would it? It's <laughs> not setting panties on fire. No, it's not going fucking down, down bloody Gary Busey Street. I watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. Yes. All three parts. Yeah. Uh, not bad. Interesting. I mean, fuck, the guy's had an incredible life. Like, there's, there's no doubt about it. He's also done some pretty skeezy shit as well. Yeah. Which they kind of gloss over. Mm-hmm. He touches on it. Fuck, I shouldn't say he used the term touches on it because he seemed to be doing a fair bit of fucking touchy. Jesus. But he kind of addresses it yeah. and he does say, look, you know, no matter what, like, I did some I did some things in the past that, you know, I, I saw them as playful, they weren't. And, you know, he sort of, he sort of said, no excuses, you know, I was fucking wrong. And I guess it's a puff piece doco, so it wasn't really going to go into that, was it? No. It does touch on the affair as well. Stop saying it, please. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I've done that again, have I? <laughs> it does cover the affair. Yeah. Which, again, is is also quite short. They don't, yeah. they don't go into the... Yeah. <laughs> His wasn't. <laughs> Shit. It went for fucking 25 years. Oh, and let me tell you God. something, Maria, take a good hard look at Joseph <laughs> fuck, when he was first born, he probably looked like Arnold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he fucking resembles Arnold. Yeah, when the kids are running through the house going, ah! <laughs> you should have known. From the get-go. He looks just like him. <laughs> I can't imagine. Like, you imagine the baby coming out with a big square head. <laughs> Yeah, she must have had yeah, some suspicions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, well, she did. She obviously <laughs> fucking sat on him for <laughs> 10, 10 years or something. Christ almighty. Oh, but look, you're yeah, very interesting but old guy. Mate that did, old mate that, that was married to the the other party in the, the affair, yeah. too. I remember at the time, him coming out, blowing up at Arnie and that, that sort of thing. And I'm like, you would be gutted, but again... Surely you must have known. Yeah, well, he fucking told you. My get wife cleans Arnold's house. His child. His child looks fucking like Schwarzenegger light. He looks like exactly the same. I mean, his first, when his first words were fucking, I'll be back. That's a fair yeah. assessment that he's Arnie's God. kid. So, okay. So, uh, so, yeah, not a bad doco. Interesting guy. That's Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. A bit like his book. With... About a third of his book I wiped my bum with. <laughs> was this trying to lead up to food bar? Was it trying to roll <laughs> <Yeah>. you into... <laughs> Starting in 20 bumpy. seconds, oh, I rolled into food bar. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> I've had a look. I haven't sake. touched that shit. No, I mean, yeah. As you, you like to put it, I'll watch fucking anything. Except I haven't started that. that. Yeah, no, no. Avoid food bar like the plague. <laughs> Eldar got picked up for season two. <laughs> oh, God. What a brick. Netflix. Okay, okay, Jared. I I had low hopes, but I I watched Extraction with with um, Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. and followed up with Extraction Two, which came out Friday. Yep. I'm not gonna lie. They were both fucking real good. Like in my assessment, I, I want an action film that fucking gets the pulse racing. Yeah. The, the, the plot is minimal. Yeah. But the action shit is. Again, using some of those um, techniques where they have an 11-minute uncut scene. They've mm. got hidden cuts in it, but, yeah. I mean, there's some fucking blues. That, and Hemsworth's such a big unit, athletic unit, that you can mm. sort of buy a bit of this. This guy could throw it around a fair yeah, bit. Yeah. 
What's going on with the Hulk Hogan biopic? I know. I know. That too. I mean, but if you're making extraction movies in between, I'll take those yeah, at the moment. Okay. And Good. Extraction Two also threw in a nice. The first one was sort of self-contained, and it kind of ended with like, we're not going any further. Yeah. But the sequel brought in Idris Elba in a brief sort of cameo as this kind of mysterious cat that sort of gets him involved. Mm. And I fucking loved it. I mean, that guy, talk about fucking setting my panties on fire. That guy guy can turn up and read the fucking phone book. And I'll be be there. He's not just setting yours on fire. I know, I know. But... The bloke is just such a charismatic dude yeah. that he fucking steps on screen and I'm just like, this guy, what's he got in so store for Hemsey? <laughs> and I also love the fact, because Hemsey's playing an Australian, yep. so, you know, he gets to use a, his normal accent. Mm-hmm. And I, I do enjoy the fact that he, he strolls in, come, finds him sitting on the fa- at the front of his fucking, you know, desolate hideaway. Yeah. And he goes, who are you? No, he says, oh, you know, I'm here for a job. <laughs> to give you a job. And Hemsworth's response is, just pack your stuff up and fuck off. <laughs> and I, was, I was just like, yeah, that's perfect. That's, oh, I thought you were going to say he gets to use a bit of slang or something. He gets to throw out a, get a dog up your No, 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 not quite, not quite. But look, worth, worth a fucking look. Definitely worth a look. All right. I might take you up on that, but if you fucking make me fucking play Netflix's game and then start rolling out four of this shit and more foobars, I'll be Steve. Yeah, but you're playing Juby's game. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> you're fucking... You, Tubi has got you right where they want you. I say no, I'm not, but then I watched the fucking Tubi original that, had, that dealt with fucking cryptozoology. <laughs> Holy <laughs> They've got you just where they want you, don't they? They're fucking this idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, as I mentioned to you, I laughed heartily at some Tubi originals until I came across a couple that tickled me. (laughs) This looks cool. Cool. Better add that to the list. Um, Okay, so I I flew to Perth. Mm -hmm. Locked in a tin can in the sky for fucking... Yeah, but you know what? I was in one of those fucking air buses. Yeah. I love those things. You can't even tell you're in the fucking air. Yeah. Like, there's no no, um, turbulence, there's nothing. So I chucked... I was absolutely ratchet. I thought I was going to fucking nod off. But I decided to chuck a couple of films on. Watch Creed 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought yeah. Michael B. Jordan also brought a nice, different touch to the fight scene at the end. Yeah, yeah. So Same how he sort beats. of... He sort of... Found, yeah, but he sort of found the middle portion of the fight yeah, in yeah. this kind of, like, almost like Shakespearean kind of thing. It's kind of exactly, exactly what I felt about num- number two. Like, we've seen it. But they just they just hit you with another little angle here and there yeah. that you, you and I love the fact it. that when he started to Adonis started training again he gets fucking um, Drago in the mix with yes him. I thought that was awesome yeah that was awesome I really liked that I thought that because Drago had been out yeah because of a busted hand yeah, yeah and then he was back and he was sparring with him I yeah, thought yeah. that was and really cool fucking talking shit yeah yeah I loved it I thought that was a really cool way to bring those two yeah. together and I just I thought the it was really well played. Mm. Surprisingly, the, I mean, it's kind of bullshit that fucking Damien would, you know, he wouldn't be up to that standard. No, fuck I mean, no. Saying he's, he's I know old. he's in prison. and He was a Golden Gloves guy, but fuck, yeah. come on. But he's older than, supposed to be older than Adonis, who's 
retiring. Yeah. Adonis was meant to be 34. Yeah. So that means Damien must be, what, 36? 35, 36. Um, oh, yeah, even more. He looked about, judging by the start there, at least two to three years older, minimum. Yeah. And plus, he wouldn't have the motor. No. In the ring. Like that. Yeah, like, yeah. You're talking about fucking world class. Yes, yeah. You know, it's like me getting in the ring I mean, with you look fucking... At those, you look at the fucking cavalcade of retired footballers that we've got jumping in the boxing ring. Who, who are doing fucking who don't, three four-minute rounds. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and they, they are gas. They are fucking gas. And they are a year or two off, well, maybe, you know, some of them a little longer, but they're, they're not far off elite... Well, um, they're elite sportsmen in their careers, own right with tanks in sports yeah. where you got to have a, you got to have stamina, and they can't do it. Yeah, and they're cooked. Sometimes. They're fucking cooked. Paul Gallen can that motherfucker just oh that yeah, but he's, he's as stubborn, <laughs> stubborn as a fucking mule. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he's the kind of bloke you fucking hit him over the head with an iron rod, yeah, yeah. and he would just fucking shake it off, shake that off, and come back for it. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, I guess that bit didn't really ring true. Yeah. Because it's like saying that, you know, I used to be golden gloves. I've been out of the sport for fucking 20 years. I'll get in the ring with fucking Canelo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Beating out of me. No, you won't. No, you won't. I'll get fucking walloped. Well, you put it, uh, you know, just in basketball today, in the Aussie basketball. Jonah Bolden's just signed up with the Sydney Kings. Yeah. He hasn't played pro ball in two and a half years. Yeah. And people are saying... Is he still going to be up to it? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's been years. This guy's been up for years. Not a not a decade and a half or two decades. Exactly. exactly. So that kind of doesn't ring true. No. But it but it's, but it's a plot device. Jonathan Majors is Majors is good. A good actor that you just kind of you yeah yeah you kind of go with it. with it yeah um and you kind of buy the swagger and the whole yeah. you know I like this sort of iron resilience to get get that job done. Because that's what he wanted, and the, then he starts to kind of ingratiate himself into Adonis's fucking life. Yeah, I thought all that stuff was—it was handled reasonably deftly. Yes, for a Rocky picture. Well, Very sorry, a Creed picture because you know Rocky's gone. Yeah. And I did like the don't, fact that don't say that around Sylvester. <laughs> you'll get a few. No, no, Sylvester's got a reality show to fucking you'll bunch get out, a few mate. Tweets written in all caps, but... calling you a scumbag and all sorts of shit. So. <laughs> Poor old Dolph didn't deserve that. Though. <laughs> hey, that's a touch fucking harsh, isn't it? Yeah, what though? Yeah, what? I did like the way they 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 connected that back to Rocky. Yeah, they yeah. said that Apollo Creed gave Rocky a chance, and people yeah. are still talking about that fight. Yeah, I like that, but yeah. I didn't particularly like the fact that yeah, you know, Damien's coming out of fucking prison, and so he wants to fight. He wants to fight the fucking heavyweight champion of the world. I think that's Correct. kind of bullshit, but yeah. And then the other one I watched, Jared, was a bit of a fucking smoky. Because I was this close to watching Scream 6 again. Mm-hmm. But then I thought I saw this one on there. It's called Missing. Yes. And it's like, not a sequel, but quasi from the same people who made Searching, which mm-hmm. had John Cho in it. Yep. Which was really good. And it was sort of done on screen. So everything's, you know, FaceTime and all that. This was the same. But yep. this one was the, the conceit was that... The main girl's mother goes on a holiday with her new beau and she's left her own devices for a week. Mm-hmm. She parties it up and fucking pisses it up and does all that. Then when she goes to pick them up, they don't return. And now she's missing, the mother. Yeah, right. And they threw me. I mean, I'm a fucking idiot, but, you know, 
I, I thought it was just going straight down the line. Mum was a fucking bullshit artist or something. Yeah, yeah. But it, it took a couple of turns, and it was really nicely done, like really well done. Yeah, yeah. And the main girl, where have I seen her before? Fucking hell, I can't remember her name now, off the top of my head, but she was really good, like really good. And yeah, using everything from reverse cameras in cars and all sorts of shit. Yeah, yeah. It was it was well done. It was really well done. So I would recommend missing. Right. All right. What did you have? I had. I believe it's Storm Reid, isn't it? Storm Reid. That's um, it. She was in Last of Us for a couple of episodes. Yes, she was. Now that the Yellow Yellow Jackets season is finished, I've jumped back in. I was about three episodes deep. So I'm Yellow Jackets season two. Okay. Still enjoying it. The mystery's starting to deepen. Best part about it, I think, is Christina Ricci and uh, Elijah Wood's sort of chemistry in this mm. season. They're mm. quite funny together, both playing quirky sort of... kind of mirrors of each other, almost. Did you then move on to Tulsa King? I haven't no. moved on to Tulsa King yet. Well, check out his um, reality show. You chuckled. On. I did hover. I saw the first episode popped up, and I'm like... I got. I got to have a. I got to have, have a look piece. at what Sly's up what to. What Sly's dealing with? <laughs> I know what he's fucking dealing with. But you know what? I reckon his wife's fucking dealing with him. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. woman deserves a medal. Yeah, probably. I think so. Because I reckon he gets into bed of a night and goes, "Look, I got another idea for Rambo." And she goes, yeah. "Fucking hell!" Well, listen. <laughs> Shut up. Fucking 28 <laughs> new ideas for Rambo. And the last one didn't fucking turn You're out You're fucking 80. <laughs> Stop. Yes. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> just keep going with Tulsa King. Squeeze a couple of seasons out of that. And then we'll just, you know, we'll piss off to a private <laughs> island somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I kicked off with Pumpkinhead. All right. Yes. Finally, as I said, I managed to get access to a few few more films that I'd been, been trying to tick off the list. So Pumpkinhead. I actually really enjoy Pumpkinhead. It oh, was good. Is that the one directed by Stan Winston? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's got a really, really neat atmosphere to it. Mm-hmm. Really creepy sort of vibe. Lance Henriksen, very good. I mean, the story is run of the mill. Oh, yeah. But See, this is the, the luxury of hiring Stan Winston as a director. He brings the fucking cast of thousands into the special effects market for nothing. Yes, correct. <clears throat> so the effects are Excellent. solid. Yeah. You know, the, the creature design is... is pretty cool mm. and the you know just a little revenge tale it has a bit of Stephen King a little, little bit of kind of Pet cemetery vibe to it dig it dig it and a really cool atmosphere and, and the way that it's, it's shot so yeah I really enjoyed it I watched one called The Third Saturday in October Part 5 which I got as a double pack with The Third Saturday in October which is supposed to be the first movie in this kind of you know the conceit is it's a guy that's made these movies as these are lost 80s films. Okay. So part five came out first, as far as I'm aware, and then the third... The what third sort of Saturday films are they? Slasher. Slashers. So very much like a... Um, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, very Michael Myers inspired. This one actually had a bloke in a wheelchair who was doing his best Franklin impersonation, which was kind of funny. <laughs> he was, Were these he was, cheap? Cheap chips? Yeah, cheap as chips. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. It's always a fine line. Like you get a you get a real sort of nostalgic vibe to it, but you've you got it. It's got to be good, and it's got to it's got to <laughs> yes, it it's has got to be good. You know, you got to tick certain boxes, and I just feel like this one didn't really. Like some of it didn't even look like the old footage or anything. Well, this is the thing. You need a modicum of money. You need a little bit, a little bit, to make a good sort of retro slash. Yeah, if you want to make. and. The, the design of the character's got to be really good. 
Yeah. And this one in particular just has a kind of cheap-looking mask mm. that doesn't really work. But I'm still holding out hope for the for the first one, but the, not the first one. The one that's marketed as the first one okay. in the series, which I will be reporting back on very soon. Okay. Uh, I watched Fade to Black. Oh, the one with um, is that got Mickey Rourke in it? Mickey briefly? Rourke's in it briefly. It's yeah. what's his name from De- Dennis Christopher. Dennis Christopher right? from It, and yeah, yeah, yeah. he's awesome. He's yeah. really cool. It's a slasher, but it's sort of more of cerebral. It's not even really slasher a slasher. Yeah. I would like. Like a thriller? Limited kills, violence, more thriller. And it's more kind of looking at him while he's kind of losing his losing his marbles a little bit. Yeah, awesome performance from him. Mm. And Tim Thomason. <laughs> Tim Thomason is a up. cop with a bristling mo. He oh. looks like he's just he looks like he's called up Tommy Atkins for a couple of days of shooting. <laughs> he's kind of I don't know, he's kind of superfluous <laughs> to what's Tim going Thomason. on. Timmy Thomas. Timmy Thomas is never superfluous. Absolutely. I mean, don't talk about dull man like that. <laughs> Arsehole. I'm sorry. I should, I should just Correct. Say. It's like saying Tom Atkins is fucking, you know, superfluous in creep show. It's like what saying Tom Atkins is forgettable. <laughs> he's I never know. Tom Atkins is never, never forget. He's never far from my thoughts. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> but yeah, the. The movie overall was was pretty good. The idea of like, there's some really awesome sequences when he starts actually going through the kills and whatever. Some of them are really cool, like some creepy vibes to them. But there's certain ones where they intercut them with the character that he's kind of playing. Like there's one with Dracula where they kind of cut it with a Dracula movie that works really well. So yeah, that was one I'd been meaning to tick off for ages. So when I finally got the access to it, I was pretty pretty pleased. Uh, oh, what's one of your favourites of recent memory? Fall. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Indeed. God. I wish they'd fall. Indeed. <laughs> oh, tell me yeah. about it. It was fucking horse shit, isn't yeah, it? That I didn't one? like it at all. Sorry, I shouldn't be so harsh. But it managed a couple of tense moments in terms of showing the scale of things and where they were, oh. you know, the height and... and <laughs> the early thing. going has a couple of moments where... It, they shoot it well. Yeah. But the fact is, you could have wrung a shitload more tension out of that. Yeah, well, I thought, in terms of the climb and stuff, they did get some mileage out of that. But, but once they're up there, you can still grind it out. Like, yeah, yeah. It should be fucking super tense, because yeah. you are stuck. Yeah. But, I mean, you mentioned it, the, the, the fucking... Ideas around getting them up there in yeah, the first place. Yeah, the bold and the beautiful fucking bullshit that's going on in the background. Frog shit. <laughs> and large helpings of it. And why did you need that? That that movie oh. is a hundred minutes long, is it not? That is an it's eighty a... minute quick yeah. fucking totally tense movie in my well, mind. You know, once they started getting into the back and forth of the characters, it's the old issues around mobile phones and social media these days and, and keeping someone isolated. Yeah. They do all right once they're there. Like, the, the reasons why they couldn't communicate with people are sound. Yeah. But before, no, I'm sorry. Like, the, the, the things that they put in place to have them, to have nobody knowing where they're going, it's just like... It's ridiculous. It's fucking bullshit. And you're supposed to be fucking experienced. Professionals. Yeah, not professionals, but experienced climbers who've done this before. Yeah. I know they've got this element of, oh, yeah, it's the danger and all all this sort of shit. But 
I mean, you take one fucking look at that look at that tower, and you say, "We got to have some backups yeah. here. We got to have something. We need a sat phone. We yes. need a fucking a heap of rope yes. in our bag and yeah, carabiners yeah. and shit. About, maybe I'm just gonna fucking pack a parachute just yeah. in case. Like, um, like a, one of them fucking um, flying suits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But but on top of all that is. The stuff they start throwing in that's that's keeping them up there and, and becoming a problem. Things like a fucking some is it a fucking vulture or the something? Vulture, yeah. It's just fucking rubbish. Yeah, it's rubbish. I, I was like, I was once they started the drama between the two characters. I was like, please just wrap this shit up. Yeah, I looked at the <laughs> runtime and I was like, no, no, I've got a, I've got another hour and because to, to me, this. you put them on top of the tower. And then they have to take a number of steps to try and get down. That's yes. all it is. So yeah. that's why it's eighty minutes long, because it's all of it, all it is is getting them up there, trapping them, and then them trying to work out how to come down. Yeah, that's that's the only thing the movie should be about. And we've spoken about this. What the characters do, no one gives a fuck. Like yeah. who cares what the and the bullshit they try and pull to sort of bring tension between them. It's fucked. It's yeah. just, it's so it's, stupid. Yeah. You know, we've spoken before about movies like Buried and how you got to work really hard when you're in this situation to have it be very interesting. Mm. Unfortunately, the back and forth between the two girls is just so And boring. Buried, and so I know boring. that you're not a fan of Buried, but Buried is 80 minutes. I didn't mind Buried. I didn't mind Buried in, in terms of... Buried like, is 80 minutes and has none of that sort of shit. Yeah. It has limited character stuff. It yeah, doesn't I think do Buried did a way better job than this, but it fell into, you know, any of these things, it's got to be really good. You know, I think my favourite of these type of type of movies is Phone Booth. Still. Yeah, yeah. Still, thought, yeah. Phone Booth works more because you've got... He's in the middle of the city. Yeah, and he's and got people to interact to, to with. Work he's off, got, yeah. you know, talking <clears throat> on the phone. That's what this needed a little bit of somewhere because the drama that they concoct between the two girls is just bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, enough on that. I don't I want to keep that, that one too much more. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of it. And, sorry, one last thing. She has been off the climbing for a year. Yeah. On the, and, gas, on the gas. The whole time. And then she goes, she, you don't just shake the rust off. No. You're talking about doing things that physically are very, very hard. And she appears to be drinking to a level where she, it almost <clears throat> withdrawals of some sort. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, mate, but I can't have one fucking weekend on the piss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mate, fucking at the steps lower after a day on the piss. Mate, I can I have three you. pints in Perth. Yeah. And quite frankly, I was lucky to get out of bed. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. We stumbled on this. We stumbled on this club. It was a it was a coaching trip. Yeah. We stumbled on this club. We've rolled in the first. I'll, I'll you know it's a bit of a tangent, but we rocked in and they said, "Oh, happy hour's got five minutes to go. Do you want to order like a double round?" And we said, "Oh, how much are the beers?" They said, "Oh, nine bucks or whatever." We said. How much is happy hour? Three dollars eighty. Three dollars eighty. So we had we held we held we held unofficial team meetings at that joint every uh, every night, and I was a bit the same. That's the um, second, third night. I was dusty. Yeah, um, I had three pints of dirty nellies. <laughs> Honestly, if you had a conversation with me, if I'd have rung you, yeah, at ten at ten p.m. 
Yeah. It would have just been a shit fest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The funniest thing about this club was it was a nice little joint and she was absolutely packed. And then when Happy Hour finished, yeah. it was like a fucking procession out the door. <laughs> like someone had dropped a fucking But I was like, that's all right. I love this joint. $3.80 beers. And then when they finish, everyone pisses off. You got the joint to yourself. This exactly. is a perfect place. But put it this way. If you asked me to climb a fucking tower yeah. after 10, like 10 beers yeah, yeah. and not out. Yeah, I couldn't. Well, she's it. having. You think about like her dad is almost staging an intervention. Yes, and they show the <laughs> serious drinker. They, they show the shot <laughs> where she goes to get a cup in the morning, a mug. Yeah. She opens the cupboard and there's a fucking half dozen bottles in there and one mug. And I'm like, she's she's clearly correct. she's got problems. Yes, you're not going to climb a tower in that shape no. and having any modicum of success. Yeah. I'm getting fucking <laughs> a story up and going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and then I say sorry you'd better climb past me so I don't fucking vomit on you again <laughs> but also when we get trapped up there the first thing I'm saying is is there a fucking bottle of scotch in that bag because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to fucking I'm going to be shaking so hard I'm going to fall yeah. off and then I'm saying you might want to turn around because I had that many drinks last night I'm going to be urinating <laughs> for the next fucking <laughs> it's going to be once an hour for the next 48 hours <laughs> I mean if there was a fucking if there was a pool and I could piss in it, we could dive off here. There's that much fucking piss in there. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, dear, oh dear. Sorry, let's get on that. We fucking kicked that shit as far as we could. So on to more, kind of, you know, on to more... Um, Lower tier. Highbrow fair. <laughs> oh, what's the American Gladiators documentary? Oh, <laughs> right, so there's one coming onto Netflix, which I believe is called, like, the unofficial story of the Gladiators or whatever. Uh, this was the one from ESPN, the 30 for 31, which yeah. was a two-parter. I couldn't find the sh- shit anywhere. It wasn't on Binge and it wasn't on Disney. I was yeah. hoping it might be on Disney because they have the 30 they for 30. They yeah. have ESPN. I watched it on KO. Solid. Um, well, I think funny as you hoped it would be. <laughs> there was some parts where, well, they showed some of the fucking injuries. And they're basically, the gladiators are, ba- gladiators are basically saying, look, we, we got concussed, we got fucking broken bones or whatever, but if you were off for a couple of weeks, you, you're fucking losing your job. So we were just playing through and they were like, oh. you know, you get some of the execs going, look, we didn't test this stuff all that well. <laughs> oh, <fuck laughs> so, yeah. so there was a couple of nasty injuries, but there was a couple of really cool stories. They spoke to some of the gladiators that, you know, and, and did a little bit of where are they now. They spoke to some... They spoke to one dude who was a fucking wreck, and I think the injury was sustained on the show, mm. and he never really recovered from it and got hooked on painkillers. Another one had done the same thing, whatever. So some of that stuff was really cool. It's centered around the guy that created it, who's a bit of a ball bag, <laughs> Elvis fucking impersonator. And, oh, fucking and, hell. And there's a backstory of that he pinched the idea. Yeah. Which is really good to start with, but then we get to the second episode where that's going to play out. It's not as interesting. And again, some of it's really good, but it wraps up kind of neatly, which doesn't really fit. They don't, they don't really get into it when there's still a bit of animosity. They do from certain parties, but I'll tell you what, those poor motherfuckers got ripped off. Oh, like yeah. the, the performers. They were making fuck all. The performers made fuck all. Yeah. yeah. And to get bashed and barged the whole time. Yeah. And look, it made some cash. It lasted for... The initial run was seven seasons and they had, you know, the action figures and the video games and all that. So, so there should have uh, been some money. There should have been some money going around, but those guys were not getting it. No. And neither was the bloke that fucking had the ideas told from him. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. 
that's, yeah, that poor bastard missed out for a long time. He got well. fucked over. He only really. got a slice. He only got a slice when they opened up one of those fucking dinner theatre sort of setups. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was in Orlando and it was like medieval times. But you'd go and watch the gladiators. <laughs> Yeah. He got a cut of that. He got a cut of that. He had to work for it. Though. Holy he shit! So that's not making you any money. Come no, on. No, I don't think he was. I don't think he got the slice he was entitled to. No. And then after that, the uh, the big ticket was the Flash. Oh yes. I watched the Flash. Yeah. Look, I I had fun with it. I yeah. thought it was pretty solid considering what it could have been, given <laughs> how many riders it went through and how many, how long it had been delayed. Tom Cruise was targeting himself. I'll tell you that much. It's not the greatest movie. Yeah, ever. yeah. <laughs> TC was fucking someone paid TC to fucking yeah, yeah. crap on about it. And as I said to you, they they fucking released his glowing responses months two ago. months is too early. <laughs> two months too early. We yeah, they to told Tom. Tom was fucking haggling for five hundred extra cinemas for Mission Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, "You need to watch this shit, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and give us a fucking tagline about how it was awesome." Yeah, but good fun. Uh, I think the biggest problem with it is that it came two weeks like after it. the Spider-Man one, yeah, which, which was tells a better. similar story, but is just. A f- like a phenomenal movie whereas this one's just you know it's fun it, I'm not gonna not gonna lie there's a buzz seeing Keaton doing it again mm. Ezra Miller is actually a lot better than I was expecting because I, I never really loved uh, loved him in the role in, in the Justice League movies mm. but yeah fair game that were, it was it was good performances there um, okay. and does double duty as well a couple of fucking cameos that just blew my mind as right. someone that yeah, you know loves a bit of DC uh, comics lore and you know yeah. loves all the the backstory behind the movies and stuff there was just there was two cameos in particular that had me fucking just just in a in a daze I was loving it yeah and I happened to see it in one of those D-box cinemas where What's the that? seat moves and shit. Oh, really? Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. So it kind of um, the seat, like, well, you know, there was there was scenes where there was buildings crashing and shit, and your seats rumbling and whatever. And there's a bit of a when the flash is running, there's a bit of a sway back and forth and stuff. So that was that was fun. That was the first time I've been in in that yeah. at our local, local uh, theater. So theater. yeah, I might go and see you know something like Transformers. It's going to be loud and stupid in the D box <laughs> next time. Fucking so. hell! Uh, so that was it. That was it. That's it. I left one out. Uh, first, oh, we watched the first episode because I actually mentioned that fucking dickhead who used to. It was a pitch man for Subway. Oh yeah, he got himself in the shit. And then there's a three episode doco about him on binge. Yeah. So we watched the first not episode. Good stuff. Not uh, good. Look, this is what I said to my wife. The guy's not a fucking celebrity. He ate Subway sandwiches and lost weight. Mm. And we t- we gave people gave him. A platform. Yeah. And he abused that platform. Simple. Yeah. But he we still used do that, that platform. Shit. We always do it. Why the fuck? Why? Why? Why am I looking at a guy who did nothing other than eat fucking Subway sandwiches as somebody to be spy to? I, I mean, I, in terms I don't of. I fucking get it. In terms of that as a marketing thing for their Subway, ads, you can understand why that works. Yes. But then the extension of, oh, this guy's a celebrity? Yeah, or Not he's really. on a speaking tour and he's a motivational speaker. Fuck off. Yeah. I don't want to hear from him. No. I'm, I'm impressed that he lost all the weight. Yeah, like, but I question his methods. <laughs> well, I question his methods and it wouldn't be for everyone. But secondly, I the guy's a scumbag. Yes. Yeah. And in typical fashion, these people go from being... 
ostracised because of like see it's the same thing with Harvey Weinstein in my mind that guy I guarantee you he was women treated him like shit when he was young and as soon as he got power and prestige he started being a fucking scumbag right so I suggest this guy was in the same boat and that's how it sort of played out in the first episode so yeah it was very untidy yeah yeah the guy just yeah he's not not a, not a nice fella no unfortunately. not at all but sorry I added that late but that's everything great stuff yep. <laughs> good addition there yeah. I, I forgot all about it <laughs> must have been good <laughs> <laughs> alright okay so let's take a break Here's the trailer for 1988's Dead Heat. There's definitely something very weird going on here. Detective Roger Mortis has a problem. He's dead. But Detective Bigelow is bringing him back alive. something on the monitor, Captain. That's okay. Don't get up. Told you not to get up. Now, he's got 12 hours to solve the toughest murder case of his career. His own. What is this thing? Very ugly. Sit down. Remember the good old days when guns killed people? Vegetarian. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Treat Williams. Sit down. And Joe Piscopo are dead heat. You shoot them, they don't die. You can't keep a good cop dead. Dead Heat from 1988, directed by Mark Goldblatt, a top-notch editor who still edits great films, yep. but his directing output also was this and The Punisher, uh-huh. the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Yep. So he's had a trip to Gold Coast, because <laughs> yeah. that's where that was shot. Produced by David Help. Help him, who produced The Hidden 2, and Michael Meltzer, who produced The Hidden. Now, The Hidden is a fucking ripper. The original Hidden is an excellent movie. Mm-hmm. And it's written by Terry Black, Shane Black's brother. And he wrote four episodes of 18 Wheels of Justice. <laughs> so you got your vote, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember coming home from the uni bar and turning on 18 Wheels of Justice <laughs> yeah, a couple yeah, of times. Exactly. Couldn't tell you what happened on there. But... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, if you'd That's have listened, was If you'd have been listening at the door, I would have been going, no, no, no. Talking about my friend, about what was going on on the show to myself in a dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I used to love coming home at 1 or 2 a.m. and turn on. <laughs> it'd be Renegade, it'd be 18 <laughs> Wheels of Justice, it'd be Pensacola Wings. I know, and like, you'd be fucking out what? I miss those days. <laughs> I wish yeah. I'd been sober for a fair bit of that. <laughs> Except for the time I walked in on fucking window liquor. <laughs> hey, I've never gotten over yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's sobered you up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy shit. Okay, let's, come fucking on, let's get this fucking. <laughs> that might still be the scariest thing I've ever seen. Oh, I anyway, so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it stars Treat Williams as Roger Mortis, Joe Piscopo as Doug Bigelow, Lindsay Frost as Randy James, Darren McGavin as Dr. Ernest McNabb, and Sorry, Vincent Joel <laughs> McGrady. Again, <laughs> oh, I got those two fuckers mixed up. McGavin and McCraney. Well, you can't fucking tell. Like, slap a mole on McGavin in this picture, and he is Gerald McCraney. I feel, I feel like no. I'm going to put their fucking faces together on a Facebook post and tell me that you, um, Darren McGavin, 1988, and Gerald McCraney, 98, 88. They're not the same way. Once you do that, I guarantee you, you won't post it on Facebook because you'll be like, fuck, I don't look anything like each other. I'll post it on Instagram. <laughs> Instead. No pricks fucking watching. Look at that. moment. And it also stars Vincent Price as Arthur P. Loudermilk. Yep. The budget was $5 million. The box office worldwide was $3.6 million. UK stand-up comedian Bernard Manning initially auditioned for the role of Doug Bigelow, but ultimately lost out to Joe Piscopo. Hmm. All right, Jared, what's your take on this one? Uh, look, I enjoy it. It's another one of these concepts that's just a really cool idea for this type of movie. Possibly one that could have been served better by a larger budget, but I think what they get out of it, and a special mention at to the effects, mm. the, the prosthetic effects that they get out of it, some of them are excellent yeah. for this kind of this kind of standard of movie. The biggest problem for me is it doesn't gather the laughs that you would expect a concept like this to get. Well, try and also is aiming to get mm. with Piscopo kind of being let off the leash and just kind of throwing lines out left and right. It just doesn't get laughs. But Treat Williams is. Excellent. I think he's actually really good. Yep. Um, and you could see him actually have been, been, you know, fitting really nicely into one of those kind of lethal weapon style, you know, franchises if you'd have been teamed up with the right partner. Not saying him and Piscopo don't go well together. They do have a bit of chemistry, but I think the laughs is really what suffers. And there's a few ideas that I think don't go to their full potential. Potential. But very enjoyable and gets a reasonable amount of action and effects work out of out of it. Also loved the inclusion of someone like Vincent Price to give it that really sort of he just lends a bit of class. Which but is also funny, a, his movies a, a were never seen as classy. No, but a throwback to the horrors of old. Yes. Yeah. And even the character kind of feels like one of those yeah. older characters. Even though he's in it for about some total of about two minutes. Yeah. It's a nice little touch and kind of really fits what they're doing. And I'm not going to lie, Jared, he looks like he's been fucking resurrected in that, that machine. <laughs> well, that all works then, doesn't Holy it? Holy shit. Yeah. But, yeah, agreed. What do you give it? Like, what's your... I go, I go a three. Solid. Yeah. Because I also go a three. Yep. Look, it's fucking silly as a wheel, but extremely entertaining. Hmm. And the low-budget, low-fi stuff kind of works. Yeah. In a kind of Night of the Creeps way. That type of thing. 
Yes. But nowhere near as good. Like, Night of the Creeps is really good. Yeah. This, Piscopo's a problem because he's not funny. So if, no. I, if I'd have got a few laughs out of him, I would have said to myself, yeah, okay, these two actually don't do too bad. They banter off each other okay. Yeah, yeah. Williams is doing the work. He like, is. Williams is carrying Piscopo. Yeah. Right? But if you put... And you made this comment to me earlier on when I first got here. You put Eddie Murphy in there, yeah. in the Piscopo role, you're She's fucking kicking ass. Exactly. Yeah, it's gold. Because the, only, the reason I pulled Eddie Murphy out is because that character feels like it's very much inspired by Axel, Axel Foley. Foley. Yeah. But also, Murphy was in the same position. He was on Saturday Night Live with Piscopo at the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> not, not at the time, not not far before no, no, that. But yeah, before that, but Jesus Christ. I mean, it's fuck talking about chalk and cheese. I mean, if I hadn't read that, I wouldn't have fucking believed it, I'll tell you. I if know, said Joe Piscopo's a comedian, I'd have said, excuse Piscopo, me. Piscopo, and look, he's not the worst actor in the world. Like, I didn't, I'm not sitting there going, oh my God, this guy can't no, act. doesn't look experienced. He's not experienced, <laughs> no, he's fucking green. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, super he's green, green, but he's he, he actually has a couple of moments where I feel like he's acting sort of not doesn't it shine, but bad. it's good enough. Yeah, yeah. The problem is he's not funny, no. and, and we really don't know the characters that well. No. So that's and you, I, I know you don't. It's not it's not going to be lethal weapon because you haven't got the money and the time and stuff that you needed. But you needed some of those lethal weapon elements of the two guys bouncing off each other and knowing each other for years. Yes. And kind of creating that dynamic. And that would have extended some of the things I really liked that maybe didn't go as far. Like, there's a couple of moments where Treat Williams is really pushing this, thinking about the mortality and not, not having yeah, time Yeah, and then left. they kind of just brush it. Like, it doesn't... Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's one in particular I'll get to in the dislikes where they just brush it. Yeah. When it could have been a really standout kind of character moment yeah. for both him and Piscopo. Mm-hmm. But it fucking goes south because Piscopo starts <laughs> dropping shit lines in the mix. Yeah, yeah. So I gave it a three. I enjoyed it. I'm also like you. It's a bit of a guilty pleasure. The FX are really good. Yeah. Legit effects. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I really like that. First like is the effects. Practical. Definitely. All of it practical. Uh, all of it. Well, well one bit uh, in particular. One, oh, fuck. <laughs> one yeah. bit in particular that well, ruins an, have, an yeah, excellent yeah, practical excellent, sequence. Yeah. Should have left that in alone, I think. They yeah. should have. Yeah. But I appreciate the practical effects, although I must admit the fucking carcass of meat looks like a horse. It's <laughs> 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 a fucking. <laughs> or a bed. It's like a couch came to life or something. It's something taxi. It looks like a bedpost. It's fucking hands as well. But that yeah. sequence, especially, is excellent. It's awesome. Yeah. I think the zombies look really cool. Yeah. I hesitate to call them zombies because. But whatever they, they're, they're decaying. And that. Yeah, one one uh, review that I looked at kind of mentioned Thriller and said that they sort of look like Thriller-esque. Yeah, they did. Sort of in the face and, and that sort of thing. But they're, they're different as well. Like, there's different... There's a different look for each one of them, different yeah. stages of decomposition. decomposition and stuff, which is really cool. So I like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Roger Mortis. Oh, I, of course, laughed a couple of times <laughs> at that and then I was just kind of like, this is so stupid. But, <laughs> but it, you know, it kind of... Fits the over the top vibe of it. Yeah, and yeah. I think you, it's kind of, it's one of those ones where it's like, I believe it was on the cover what actually kind of happens. So, 
it doesn't matter if you play your hand with something silly like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Like and I feel like play your hand early, and the film does. It doesn't shy away from the fact that it's schlock. Yes. Because that's what it is. It's 80 schlock. Yep. Trey Williams. MVP. Yeah, MVP for sure. Always watchable. Knows how to kind of play the... He's playing the straight man, but he's also, you know, he's a good enough actor to get to get some mileage out of some of it. Yeah. When you probably didn't have much on paper. No. For him. Yeah. So I appreciate well, was, the fact yeah, that the guy can dig good into about it. the guy. He could do a bit of, you know, he could get a bit of laughs and things like that, but he was actually an accomplished actor. And Correct. Actually kind of, you know, got stuck into this one. And Yes. And, and, you know, and he never, if you look across Treat's filmography, You'll see some really good stuff, like some real highbrow. Yeah. But you'll see plenty of schlock in there. And Treat wasn't one of these guys who didn't didn't sort of phone in. No. So this you could have phoned this in. Like any any anybody could have phoned this in. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't phone it in, he gives it a bit he gives it a good crack. And I think he does a lot more with it than would have probably been there. Yep. I agree. So I think he's he's a really good performer in this one. He is. Just the idea. Reanimating these bank robbers and all that stuff, like getting them as a test to see what they could do, and we, yeah. the whole idea of reanimating people and, and and bringing them back to life—it's always full of sort of ideas. There's fresh shit in yeah. there that you can mine. And I mean, you know, we spoke beforehand about reading up about it being kind of a play on the film noir DOA, mm-hmm. which. I haven't seen, but the, the concept is that a guy gets poisoned, I believe. The detective gets poisoned and has four hours or whatever it is to work out to s- solve the case. Yeah. So to take that to the next level and say, well, what if he actually did die but was still solving, still yeah. trying to so solve, solve the case? Old murder, still yeah. with a bit of a ticking clock, but the ticking clock is, well, you're going to start to decompose and... It's yeah. a fucking excellent idea. It is a good idea, and I like and I, the ticking clock of the 12 hours. Yeah. I actually feel like they probably could have taken that a little bit longer, that the, the decomposition could have been part of what's going to stop you in the end. But again, budget, I can see why that may not have yeah. worked all that well, but I think they do well enough with it. And it, I mentioned to you, it's one of those movies where I look at it and say, fuck, I wish they'd remake this, because there's mm. so many cool avenues that you could go so many good ideas maybe a Tubi original a Tubi original fuck I'd be all over it no it would cost we less a, we need a little bit of money yeah if you could give a me a 20 cash. million dollar version yeah I think you'd be in reasonable shape yeah I would love to see it done again and um, take some more time with the script to kind of iron out some of that yeah and I feel like look there's there's part of it that just belongs right in in that period it's such an 80s looking kind of film like you know when they're reanimating it's like you're watching their nod to Frankenstein in the 80s and it all looks like that's part of the charm of the movie but I would still love to see them have another crack at that sort of thing agreed agreed the opening shootout yep pretty solid action piece yeah nicely done pretty well directed yes and Um, a very cool way to get the idea started then we get a grenade explosion. Yeah. We get fucking one of them run down with a car. Yes. And yes. then I did actually kind of love the um, when they they go back to the morgue and when she says that he's been here before. Yeah. That's what... Because obviously the robbery is really quick and we get straight into the shootout, but you see him keep getting hit. Yeah. 
and you're like what the fuck's going on and then yeah that's that was the real that was the kind of bow on it for me was was when she gets in there and she says they are autopsy scars yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean autopsy kind of yeah. wounds and basically. I like that I felt like that was a really nice way to sort of Excellent showcase idea. the fact that okay these guys are, are dead yes they've already been here they've been the full autopsy's been done yep and now they're still out in the street robbing banks and stuff so I really liked that I thought that was really cool the fight between the two detectives and the two-faced fat guy yeah that was again another solid sequence very and much so ends with um, Mortis's death mm. which actually has a bit of tension about it you know you're hoping that fucking Bigelow's gonna get up and actually open the door yeah. before he gets put down basically yeah and like coming hot on the heels of the you know they they had surgery no they had autopsies we're still kind of in that vibe of oh fuck What's yeah. going on here when she kind of mentions the drug and then they're straight to that, that and pharmaceutical said, place? That, that sequence, again, it's just she's pretty much just a little fight in the hallway, but the way that Mortis gets knocked into the room yeah. and, yeah, couldn't Nicely agree more. Played. Like, Nicely really played. Nicely well, played. Really well handled. Shows that Goldblatt's got a little bit of, little, little bit of idea about, you know, because he was working with, as Top. we said, it's a fucking hallway in another room. Yeah. But he manages to wring something out of it. And again, I think his editing skills are in there quite yeah. noticeably in there because he builds the tension of, of that whole, you know, get me out of here. Bigelow's still fighting it out with that guy out in the, uh, and trying to get there and, you know, that, that's closing down. And I, I think the editing is really good there. So, yeah, he makes a lot of, a lot out of very little, yep. which, is, which is a good thing when you're making your five million to work with. Yeah. I um, couldn't agree more with uh, with that. I think that's about what we're twenty minutes in. Yeah. Piscopo's best moment as an actor in the film is here, yeah. where once he turns up, the coroner lady turns up and says, "Where's Roger?" And he's sitting on the ground, and he's just shell shocked, and he's like, "He died. You know, he died like a dog. You know, like, like, yeah. like they put down a dog." And I was kind of like. I could have, yeah, I could have seen a little bit more there. Mm. Maybe a, talking about Roger, you know, something they went through as coppers together or something, like giving me an understanding of how they had been partners for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of where I go into the dislikes on that. And I know, as I said before, Lethal Weapon, you didn't get Riggs and Murtagh like that until Lethal Weapon Two. No. So you spent the whole first movie setting that relationship together. And you don't have that time? No. But you could have added a few minutes. You could have got something together to, to sort of work with that. Yeah. Just because you don't... You first see them in the car together and it's like they've, they've been working together forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there could have been some reference to... And look, I missed something, but the coroner was his ex-girlfriend or yeah. ex-wife or something. Yeah, the ex-girlfriend. Was Mortis' think, ex-girlfriend. Or, yeah. You could have mined some of it there. Got the emotional, you know... Mm. He's kind of. We're talking about that before we go and visit her or something like that. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a number of ways you could have done it, and who knows? The original script may have had some of that. I mm. don't know, but it doesn't work. But I mean, we're probably off track here a little bit. <laughs> the shootout at Randy's place. Another yep. solid set piece. Pretty good. And I love the bit with Mortis underwater for fucking couple of minutes mm. clearly he's obviously dead and I love all that sort of stuff I think yeah. that stuff is and it's again well handled by Goldblatt yep 
he didn't bring the same qualities to the Punisher. Same sizzle? Frankly. No, no yeah. I think there was, a lot, there was a lot lacking about yeah. the Punisher. <laughs> he went back to editing work after <laughs> that, I believe. Yeah. Oh, also, it was great to see Pisky Pogo hell for leather on a bloke's nutsack with no fucking, absolutely getting nothing out of it. <laughs> like, you are punching a guy's balls yeah. like, like three or four times and nothing happens? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought, you know, by that point, he's probably aware that they can take bullets. Yeah, yeah. So Best not to knock his yeah. fucking plum. An uppercut to the aggots probably isn't getting it done. <laughs> Tom, the Toxic Avenger did it to you. <laughs> You're yeah. upside down in a fucking steel drum. Yeah. Even if you were dead. You're feeling something. Yeah. And your knackers are coming out your throat. <laughs> Even if you're dead, you can still have your nutsack in your fucking <laughs> up in, your, in the upper regions of your chest. It gets hit hard enough. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yep. Honestly, I actually reckon if even if you were dead, that would be the only thing that would hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I thought, um, you know, that's probably what they should have gone with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The kick oh, the balls actually balls. does actually <laughs> still hurt them. Yeah, they're still the only fucking um, yeah. nerves yeah. still working in the body. <laughs> tell you, balls. I've been, you know, hitting the cons a couple of times playing sport, and that shit's going to echo to the afterlife. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> well, I'd be fucking flicked on the nutsack so badly a couple of times, and I wish I. It's <laughs> almighty. Especially one bloke when one bloke I tried to step inside a bloke on a rugby field, he fucking grabbed my fucking <laughs> He basically brought me down, Bob. I'm attacking by the testicle. <laughs> and he grabbed the whole fucking box and died. <laughs> Clearly he had big hands. <laughs> you know how um, they keep fucking blowing up about pulling fucking Luai's hair? Yeah. <laughs> you were begging for a conversation and debate about should it be a penalty if I get dragged down by my ball bag? I would say yes. <laughs> Oh my god, I never recovered. I can barely. Still walk with a bit of a limp. <laughs> I couldn't even break into a fucking trot after that. I mean, honestly, Jared, I renamed my fucking ball bag and the dick Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! Oh, oh shit. fuck! <laughs> oh. Good times. <laughs> no, not so much. Oh, no, you wouldn't get so fucking much. considered retired immediately. <laughs> yeah. I'd have fucking handed my boots back to the coach and said, I'm not going back on. Yeah, unless you give me a cup. <laughs> Alright. The best part of the film. Um, oh no, actually, no. I really dug seeing him where he looks in the mirror and he sees his decomposing self yeah. screaming at him. Kind of had a real horror movie vibe. Like it yes. Actually reminded me a little bit of that sequence in Poltergeist where the guy rips his fucking face off in the mirror. Yeah. I just liked it because it kind of came out of nowhere. I was just fucking, way shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was, that kind of creeped me out. And again, goes into that idea that they actually get a couple of nice moments out of. Yes. Just, again, just briefly touching on it. But uh, 
I thought that was it was nice that they were indulging it slightly. Yes, agreed. The best sequence of the movie is at Thule's restaurant or yes. whatever the fuck that is, yes. where everything comes alive. Yep. All the carcasses and the you know the everything that's dead and being used as food comes to life, including the gigantic carcass of fucking meat. <laughs> yeah. But it's a highlight. Yeah, it's it's kind of like something that if someone told you that idea, you'd be like, fuck, that sounds cool, I'd love yeah, to see yeah, it. You yeah. know? And so they kind of bring it to life, and I think they bring it to life quite well. Yeah, they do it really well. And it, the special it, it effects looks like something out of, it, it looks like Reanimator. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But, it, I mean, you mentioned the big hunk of meat. I love that it comes trotting out with the fucking like it's already got the feet cut off and everything yeah. and it's still kind of yeah, like clopping along and then you know the fucking ducks are quacking in the yeah. background and whining and shit I, lo- I I just love the fact that the effort that's gone into that sequence yeah, the yeah. special effects people have had a fucking ball mm, yeah. and I think they've done a really great job yeah. I think that the, their little reanimating scene machine in the roof yeah I like maybe that. you should see if they could reanimate your fucking ball bag oh. <laughs> you know I never went back to the way it <laughs> It's like an old footy sock. Yeah. Yeah. Stretch out of the pack. Yeah. When you stretch out of the pack, you can put that on and it will stay up for the entire game. (laughs) (laughs) After that fucking incident, it was like. It's like, it never it's like, recovered. Yeah, my fucking socks were red. I was like Gary Freeman. <laughs> She's been round the ankles ever since. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Again, I I fucking cringe when I think about that. Oh. Yeah, good. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was actually surprised that Doug was killed. Yeah. I actually didn't see that coming. Because <coughs> I felt like Doug, they were gonna, the, the, he was going to help Mortis, you know. He was going to be his living fucking guy who's looking after him. Yeah, yeah. But then we find Doug fucking face down in a fucking fish tank. Yeah, well, it's, at the end of it, we've got three characters that we've really spent a lot of time with in this little group four if you count the coroner yeah and three of them are dead yeah yeah which so, is it's good from the sense that yeah it really kind of hits you it's a bit of a gut punch when yeah, that agreed. happens agreed because it's unexpected yeah and of course you know well enough to know well they're probably going to be reanimated some way but when Randy especially yeah that, 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 that was a really good sequence that but there's a lot of questions to that. there's a lot of questions and they I mean maybe really... Vincent answered them in the two minutes that he fucking they reanimated him to play the role yeah. but I, I didn't get it when I saw him provide his his response no it did not explain what well, happened well I was thinking they were gonna cotton on to whatever was going on with Randy and we would get them walking out saying well we've got a bit of fucking time in a way I like that they don't they just like job's done yep time to fucking move on and they, they do that shot of them walking out that's kind of like walking towards the bright light and all that sort of stuff yeah but yeah it was just when you get something like that where you think you know where it's going to go but they just fucking you know pull a left turn on you it's it's reasonably well done both yeah, of them it was good I like the escape 
kicking the fucking ambulance into gear and then it rolling down the hill and fucking going through traffic and then yeah. explodes and everything. And then I really love the shot of the body bag and steaming and then suddenly it goes zzz, and zips and, and, fucking, and shit and he comes like out and he looks out. fucking awesome in yeah. that, that last sequence. And then he says, he holds up his police badge. Yeah, yeah. I need your gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was really cool. And again, Trey Williams kind of plays it real deadpan. You know, like he's yep. still that kind of straight lace cop as opposed to Piscopo's fucking unfunny asshole <laughs> be created. Yeah, he would have been sacked. It would be like, hey, nobody likes working with you. Oh, they cannot stand and, your fucking... And, if you're going to keep cracking gags, make one of them fucking but funny. also, put some sleeves on your shirts. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I know you've been working out, but fuck. Yeah. Do us a favour. Do us a favour. Stop fucking showing it off. Uh, the double resurrection of fucking McGrady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he explodes in a pile of guts. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah, that's cool. I that. Again, not much explanation, but yeah. hey, I'll go with it. Yeah, I'll go with it. They didn't say anything about the double resurrection, but... Oh, well, maybe Vincent said something. Maybe Vincent. I mean, no, I'm pretty sure they didn't. And I'm pretty sure Vincent didn't say anything. Oh, I think Vincent going was just going, go, <laughs> like fucking the end of Thriller. <laughs> Constantly. They said, Vincent, we need you to actually speak. Man. Okay, have you got any other likes? I did have one, yeah. the police chief. I love oh, yeah. it. I love, I love that they get the old-fashioned spray from the police chief. You know, we've heard it a million times. He's fucking busting into him, but property damage and all this sort of shit. But then he actually gives it to him that, but you got the job done. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell, finally. Yeah, totally. Someone's give me the credit. And especially, like, that was one where, given the number of cops who appeared to be shot during that sequence, I thought it would have hit the point where it's by any means necessary. So it doesn't really matter yeah. if you use the weapon that was, you know, that was one of theirs. Yeah, yeah. As long as you fucking stop that. Um, so I kind of appreciated we got that little classic, we got the classic thing we would expect in these type of movies. Mm. But then... With a with a little bit of yeah, a little you, fucking, you got it done. <laughs> yeah, I agree, agreed, and I, and they get a decent spray too, which yes. is what I like. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, I mentioned it kind of generally, but the couple of times when when Mortis is coming to terms with the fact that he's he actually is already dead, yeah, and that he's going to be, you know, totally gone in a couple of hours, it it, it gives a nice kind of chance to play with these guys thinking about their mortality the part when he starts talking about when they're looking up the deceased people that they're trying to link to the case yeah. and he starts fucking running it down and basically telling them they stole stole these people's lives and all this sort of stuff yeah they, they play with it quite nicely and it goes in and out of moments like that you know you mentioned Piscopo's kind of bit about talking about Roger the part where Randy does start to fucking Same. break apart yeah. is kind of you know, they're in that sort of moment as well yeah. when that's happening. I think it's. it's I think they're both. There's about a the number of nice little sequences there that could. Just a little more ex- just ex- a little exploration would have, I felt like, kind of solidified this even further. Yeah, absolutely. So those are the. the, the I feel like there's missed opportunities. My yes. dislikes have got missed opportunities that I didn't. Yeah, definitely. Some things that I was like, well, fuck, if we'd have just got this right. Just a little more. Just yeah. a little more. Yeah, that was, that was all my likes, though. Okay, dislikes. Piscopo. And not not because of his acting. No. It's to me, the, it's just the comedy there's just no comedy to it. You relied on for him. And I, mean, I don't know whether it's him or whether it's the script or yeah. what. 
But he, essentially, the character mugs almost the entire movie for a really low return. Yeah, exactly. You, you got to get some laughs, and yep. also he's got a fucking in between a mullet. <laughs> like I know it was nineteen eighty eight, dude, but go, let's commit the full fucking yeah, way. Commit, go for I it. I mean, his mullet would not get into the mullet Olympics. No, that we it's had. not even getting a consideration. It's I mean, got to fuck, f- mate. He can't even get it. Have a quick look at the entry and send a letter that says thanks for. He's like the first. He's a, he's at the first level of American Idol or Australian <laughs> Idol. Yeah. Well, you don't even get to see the judges. Yeah. Mate. If I can see you later. Yeah. I yep. mean, that's a surprisingly um, no for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a no for me. And, <laughs> and yeah, Mel Gibson's mullet in Lethal Weapons like four times as big as his. Yeah, yeah. And that was yeah. only a year before. I oh, know. Come on. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Piscopo. Stop you know, fucking. You're trying to lift your weights. Follow and, the classics. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Trey Williams looked a little bit more like Roger Murta. You needed to get on board with the Martin Riggs coverage. Yeah. Definitely. My first one was, it's not, not really a general one for the movie, but who busts out in the middle of a robbery where two men are clearly, they're, they're, they're wearing face coverings, they're brandishing guns, and you walk into the middle of it and go, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, babe, I thought that would be obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm wearing an executioner's mask. <laughs> I mean, they look like fucking axe men from the <laughs> hundreds or something. Yeah, you know, because he used to pull the fucking guillotine and cut your head off. Yeah, I fucking burst out laughing. I forgot all about that. But she literally walks in and goes, "What are you doing?" <laughs> oh well, fucking you know. unbelievable. <laughs> Quite funny though. Okay, there's some fucking issues with the premise. Yeah, there's a few that come around. <laughs> We have no information about how they've still kept their brains. No. Like, we've seen a million zombie pictures. I don't need a lot of an explanation. They are dead. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, they are dead. Yes. They are then reanimated. Yes. But they're not alive. No. So they're still dead. So essentially they're a zombie. Yeah. But they're, as you said, what's going on in that area? Because... That then extends to how are you controlling them? Yes. How that's are you the, telling the these guys control element to go it? and rob a bank for you? Yes. Um, yeah. You know, conventional wisdom says zombies have no brain, right? Yeah. Conventional but, wisdom says, well, you know, that's how. Well, it's conventional been played. movie play is that they don't have much brain. Yes. Okay. So you need to give me an understanding of how they had brain. I actually liked it more that it's what happens with Mortis that they bring him back and he's he's just the same in that sense. Yeah. I thought I thought you know if you if you're playing with the henchmen it could be well you know we're we're keeping you alive. That's why you do what we want you to do. Yeah. We can keep you going. Well maybe that was it like but that. it was just but it wasn't money it, about it didn't well it didn't seem to be like that although Randy did kind of broach that but yeah, then but, never fully explained but it but again Randy's Randy's situation is another thing that I didn't feel like I got any explanation for no she's she's successfully hidden being fucking decom, decomposing over a similar time frame you think Roger would have she's managed to avoid that somehow yeah yeah but she explains that they were doing that so it was the drug, the drug she explains that that Price and Co were doing that. Yeah, okay. But then we never but get how? how. How exactly? How was that going on? So they're doing it, but so how? So you assume that perhaps that was what was happening with some of the other 
And, and I understand why Vincent Price, what he was doing was flogging his wares to all the rich yeah. people and everything. But then you get the you get the sense that, you know, you get a, a couple of those zombies that look really decomposed, but Randy doesn't. So I was kind of like... But also, what, what about the guy with two faces? Was yeah. That guy, what the yeah. fuck was that all about? I love that, but yes, again, not much explanation onto... Is there how. shit missing, do you think? I reckon there probably is. Or they just fucking punched through it and said no one's going to ask these fucking questions. And, you know, they're right to an well, extent. No one saw it. <laughs> I mean, if that was a little cleaner, if the fucking if all they said was they're injecting him with this shit but just added a little bit of it lasts this much but you can kind of re-up, you can keep fucking dosing them up or whatever. Yeah, and that means Randy hey. was a guinea pig getting dosed up all yeah, the time, Captain. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, I just that. need a little bit more. And of, it keeps firing my fucking synapses, my yeah. brain still works. It feels like it just it just clipped over a few of those things and just, just forgot about them or yeah. didn't bother with them. I'd like to think the script was a bit deeper in that. And yeah, maybe some possibly. of that's been cut. Possibly. Because they didn't, I mean the movie runs a fucking scan 80 minutes. Yeah. I, and I love that. Oh, I love that too. <laughs> Especially after watching 100 minutes of four. I also <laughs> love the... F- oh, fuck yeah. You know what? I would have jumped off the fucking top of that thing. <laughs> like, honestly, if someone said to me, you've got to watch oh, this shit again, yeah. I'll jump off the fucking... <laughs> I'll jump uh, off the tower. A tower, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what are you doing? Rocking up... What are, what are you doing? Rocking up to a pharmaceutical company or wherever the fuck you are and showing... Autopsy photos to some woman and saying, "Have you seen these guys?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. trauma. There's a thing called trauma. Yes, and seeing fucking, fucking corpses is probably traumatic. You wanna, you wanna go a little because he does say, oh, "Look, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to show you this." But you say that? <laughs> well, that's not cutting it. Yeah, <laughs> I also look. It's very, very Put a black fucking bar over there. Oh, it's yeah, no, I'll give Piscopo a little bit of credit. I did laugh on the way in when the guy's not responding to him, but he goes, "I'm sorry to interrupt your fucking erection." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> so he did get a bit of a chuckle out of that. Because I'll made fucking <laughs> the Playboy. Yeah. Playboy. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Although There's I believe, a couple of questions, I believe especially, he, also, especially, he was also dead, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Also, especially how they... Um, it's a classic one of where it feels like you couldn't come up with much more than you're in a fucking... what seems to be a highly secure area. You've had to sign in with your badge and whatever, but then you just say, oh, I'm just going to go and find the bathroom just to, to walk away. And yeah. no one fucking says, hey, got a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Bathroom's out here. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I'm not going to the bathroom here, mate. That was one another one that the felt other like thing it was too that quickly the, kind of brushed over. The other thing too that hit me was we walk in, we find the reanimating machine, we clearly don't know anything about it. <laughs> but yet we work it out in a matter of fucking two minutes. Oh mate, Rebecca, she does that. She manages to operate the machine and operate it in a fashion where can bring mortis isn't Mortis isn't affected the same way in the brain and the control as yeah. the other people are. Yeah. She does that in a in a matter of fucking what? It seems like it's a very brief amount of time. Yeah, it's about two there. minutes of screen time. Two minutes of screen time. She also pulls out a comment that I've done some research, the progressive cell da- damage, blah blah blah. Well, I tell you, the research couldn't have been too fucking rigorous because, <laughs> again, that's very soon after. <laughs> Correct. You've done some research. We've got fucking weirdos putting together, reanimating corpses. There is no research to this. No, no. This and is off the fucking grid stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, you know, you know they have research papers about how to reanimate fucking humans in 1988? Yeah, yeah. Where did you actually... I mean, did you have to get the fucking microfiche out or something to do the you research? You must have. Because you, you were still on the on the facility. Like, <laughs> fucking hell, don't give me that. Mortis seems to bleed when he gets, yeah, shot, when he gets shot after he's had his fucking artery cut yes. and nothing happens. So that doesn't make a that, lot of sense. Yeah, going by that method that they put out there earlier, his shirt would just have a couple of holes in it. He wouldn't though. bleed. Yeah. And they they kind of, the problem is they kind of jump back and forth on that. There are yeah. times when he is just full of fucking holes but nothing's coming out. Yes. And then there are times when he's this blood involved for all of them. Yeah. So, so they yeah, it kind just of... seems like a continuity. Yeah, go on, Blatt. A gaff. If you fucking shit together, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to keep directing films, mate, you don't yeah. do things like that. That's all he did get out of the job. <laughs> <laughs> they, they blow the emotional connection. We talked about it. Yeah, yeah. The, yep. the, the bit where he, um, Mortis runs out of the fucking microfish room or whatever and Doug chases him down. Yeah. That, that was an opportunity to kind of get emotional yeah but we go straight back to tr- attempting to fucking yuck it up exactly um, and then he cracks some sort of fucking joke and it's not funny at all and it's like oh god <laughs> yeah well, it, I, I feel like I, I've already said it but I feel like Piscopo and Treat Williams actually were, had a reasonable bit of kind of back and forth they did but, just but again Williams is carrying the cunt <laughs> like let's be honest <laughs> yeah Williams is carrying Piscopo. Yes. And Piscopo, although he's not bad, he's not... Because the jokes aren't landing, I mean, even Treat would have been looking to get rid of him. (laughs) 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 Noted good by Treat Williams. Treat Williams is looking over at Goldblatt going, fuck it, can we get rid of this guy? Shit. Yeah, you got anyone else? There was a UK comedian who was interested. Get him over here. Yeah. It's so bad that I honestly can't see how the guy made a career in comedy. Well, you, well let me put it to you this have way. that many jokes in a film and don't get a laugh out of... Jared, th- there was a couple of these movies around this time with the trading on the buddy cops thing. One of them was Jay Leno and Pat Morita and it was called Collision yeah. Course. Yeah. And this, I'll bet you that's got the exact same problem. Yeah. The thing about comedians is good stand-up comedians... You have to actually be able to act, right? Well, to go like Eddie Murphy the, can act. The acting is not the problem with that part. No, it's that you're ripping out one-liners that are just. But he is there again? Very bad. This is all Piscopo, because he would have been hired to just riff. I feel like if you are the comedian, then yes, yes. they're going to ask you to write a few gags. And if, quite frankly, if that's all you could offer, then you haven't done your job properly. Yeah, you failed. You failed. You fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> when fucking Treat rang him in, in just blowing up, going, we're fucking opening weekend at like one yeah. million, you silly prick. I mean, we've asked you... You're to, supposedly hot! We're, we're <laughs> essentially, we're trying to pass you the ball on the wing and you're going to sprint down and yeah. score a try, but you've been grabbed on the sack <laughs> halfway there and just you dragged You've got a down. fucking large man hanging onto your balls as you run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't. He just didn't hit the mark. Did not. And I mean, yeah. even in the worst, 
I mean, I could watch Metro, Adam. I guarantee you, I get, I still get three or four laughs in Metro. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, you do. Not a good movie, yeah. but Eddie makes me laugh a couple of times. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. where the car pulls up and he's sitting there going, what am I, red fucks and all that sort of shit. Hey, I'll laugh a little bit. This couldn't get couldn't get that out of me. <laughs> and this is rife for a bit of riffing. Yes. Well, that's it's exactly what they were trying to do in a bunch of... There was just a bunch of scenes where Piscopo was asked to do nothing but make a fucking comment about, you know, oh, you've been under the water for five minutes. Can you teach my girlfriend to do that? And things like that. Like, it's just... The strike rate is agonisingly low. The, the initial... The original Lethal Weapon is far funnier. Yes. It's not trying it's to not be. comedians. Yes. yes correct. Yeah. So that's Agreed. one of the issues. The big—that's probably the biggest issue. It's probably the biggest issue upon rewatch. Because if you could have got some, let's say you got a fifty percent strike rate, you hit a few of them. It's a fucking probably another half star. Yeah, because it, it then then goes. I laughed. Yep. I enjoyed myself, and the set pieces all worked. Yes, exactly. Digital effects when Randy's head talks. Oh, Holy on. shit! <laughs> we should have left that out. We should have left that out. It's shocking. Yeah, yeah. We could have just had her talking while the face was going, couldn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Because that looked awesome. Yeah. I think they should, yeah. <laughs> I think had they had their time over, they probably wouldn't do, no, do they that would, They shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And there's no real surprise that it's Piscopo <laughs> that's going to be on the table at Vincent Price's place. That's not the only thing I wasn't surprised about, Adam. Okay. What was the other thing you were surprised about? I mean, fuck. The second you see... Gerald McRaney. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's definitely the villain. The screen. You know he's the villain. But he walks in and she's saying, these guys had an autopsy. And he goes, well, we've all made mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? I'm telling you, these men have had autopsies done. And he starts fucking rolling yeah, off and he's kind of smiling. And he sort of makes out like... Uh, when you're a young, when you're a young um, coroner, many a person gets up off the slab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he does it again later when, when um, they re reanimate Treat Williams. Yeah. He goes, well, you know, it's uncommon, but it has happened before. Clinically dead people coming back at the last moment. <laughs> it's like <laughs> when? Well, yeah, yeah. And then, Under and then, what circumstances? When, when she goes, you don't have a heartbeat, and Williams is listening to it, and then he fucking slides <laughs> into the shot and takes the thing, sends the scope, and goes, you're faking it. <laughs> <laughs> you're faking it. Uh, you know what? So you when stops he stops your fucking heart. Yeah, as soon as he goes over the code of just like, ah. Oh, no, come on. Yeah, come yeah, on. yeah. Like, I mean, he stuck out like... He stuck <laughs> out like your balls after after they were stretched out by a large person. <laughs> he, stuck, he stuck out like my balls must have with that guy. <laughs> you must have kicked him up. <laughs> I must have won. He must have kicked him home. Oh, Just kicked him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in front of uh, me. On top of being squeezed to death. <laughs> on top of being squeezed to death. <laughs> I had some fucking. Some asphalt birds were dragging along. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> as I walked back out to my car. <laughs> oh, I had to fucking reel them in. <laughs> I had to fucking carry to the car, I think. So you've done well to walk out afterwards. But yes, he did. He stuck out like your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh shit. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was no surprise whatsoever that he was a fucking bad guy. No, not because there was no one else. In the no, Australia. there was no one else, and he played it up so much. I know. I felt, you know, I almost felt like they didn't, they didn't care about that. They just kind of let him yeah. do that because he didn't get there. <laughs> well, you would have got a better perform, more nuanced performance from Gerald McGrady. Yeah, if you don't him. But then it also, it kind of <sighs> speeds past the fact that. So what I land on in the end <laughs> is that Vincent Price <laughs> left the code because he knew this guy was a bad guy but then once again the inconsistencies he's got reanimated and he's now working for him which is why he's selling the wares and doing all that sort of stuff because it doesn't make sense the other way around it doesn't make sense that he was faking it and leading him onto the trail if that <laughs> wasn't what are your thoughts there Adam <laughs> <laughs> You got something there for me? <laughs> you have a dead set time. Time my fucking brain in a knot. I had no idea what that was about. Holy shit. Okay. Vincent uh, Price may as well have been fucking just screaming for like three minutes. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about the real Vincent, who was just fresh off the slab as well. But... <laughs> So I fucking I am lost by all so that. So in the movie McNabb, yeah, yeah, yeah the the coroner. Yes. Uh, the, the, Remember yeah. how Price leaves the code? Yes, yes, yes. In yes. The so if, body doc. Yeah. So at that point, Price is opposed and is against. Now has something that he wants. Yeah. So he kills Vincent Price and then reanimates him, but using these fucking magic of the mind that we so, haven't figured out. So, who, so he's now controlling him, it. so he can flog it. And is that what we got to? That's like that sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> You're still sitting there just going. Ah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sounds good. I might as well have had a fucking stroke. <laughs> I'm serious because I got nothing. But that sounds pretty good to yeah, me. Yeah. But you're right; it makes no fucking sense. Well, I I wasn't much better because it wasn't until I read a review when they said Rebecca's <laughs> Trey Williams' ex girlfriend was. <laughs> I missed that. They yeah. seemed close. But I thought they were. I was. Spent, I spent I the whole film. Antagonists. I, I spent the whole film thinking they're going to get together. No, that's already happened, and I missed that. See, there's another thing missing from a concept like this too. He he's dead. Yeah. So we've got no way to sort of bring in the in a love interest or whatever that can be sustained. Yeah. Because he's a corpse. It's funny because I felt like they should have kept Rebecca around to be kind of having that sort of relationship even though they know you know, she knows he's got six hours left. Here's the time to say the shit that we wanted yeah. to say that yeah. we couldn't say when we fucked it all up, we got divorced. Agreed, or agreed. Still, I still love you or something like yeah. that. But then it seems mm. to go, the like, I don't know, Randy seems to almost step into that role for a little bit. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I fucking got reanimated and realised I had to spend 12 hours with Piscopo, I'd probably fucking dive <laughs> so, back yeah. into the machine. Put me back on that fucking table and blow <laughs> me up, please. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all you got? 
Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's you. That's pretty much. It was mainly the the, the kind of inconsistencies outside of Piscopo's gags. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah mainly true. the inconsistencies and the <laughs> McNab cracking me up every yeah, time. Yeah, true. Oh, we all make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, pretty big mistakes to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy in the Perform an autopsy on someone, you're telling me he's still alive. That's a fucking big mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, you know what? You get disbarred for that shit, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. If I'm not mistaken. All right, that was Dead Heat. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podomatic. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, and Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for details of the next film. I believe it's another listener request, mm-hmm. an Australian picture yep. from the early 80s. So stay tuned for that. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.